Well, hello there, listeners, and welcome all once again to the gym floor at Jubilee Gym Covent Garden. We just can't keep away. It's like home for home. It is, though without a nice big bed to sleep in, I would say. A nice big bed? So, how have you been, Julian, French lover of this here gym? I've been good. Uh, what is good with my work, it's uh, every week... Uh, I don't have a regular shift, so some days, some week, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday can be very busy. Some of the week, it's more um, the end of the week. But I like the fact I walk every day, not at the same pace. You know, weekend I walk a little bit, and uh, but I like walking every day. I mean, after all, you have just one life, and uh, why not living your life full on? And it's a good job to a good job to to live that way. What about you, Alan? Oh, I've been fine. Uh, I've been very busy and uh, working out regularly, as always, Julian. Uh, so, yeah, so I've uh, been good. And um, so, are you ready to talk health, fitness and exercise? As always, and this month we are doing something we don't usually do. Never, in fact. Though, that we probably could share now, moving forward. And what is this new thing we're going to be doing? Is it talking sense? We always talk sense. Or at least I do. What? Play the music. Hey guys, and welcome. More formally this time. To the Two Guys on Fitness podcast, coming to you all the way from Jubilee Old Gym, Covent Garden. Which is in the United Kingdom. With me, Julien Bertrand, personal trainer and professional gym guy. And with me, Alan Theresa. I'm neither of those things, though I do like to try. You are very trying. I'm going to give that joke four out of ten. And this month, we are going to be hearing from Ngozi Allen. A woman on the podcast, Julian, a woman. Who is going to tell us about a workout program, a running, and why fitness is so important to her. Julian, it's a woman. Can you please stop saying that? It's just that it's the first time we have had a female gym goer talk to us, despite all the months that we've been doing this here podcast. That's right. We spoke with Jenna right at the start of the podcast. Oh, so long ago now, when we were both young and full of optimism about the future. You were never young. Though I was always full of optimism. Awesome thing. Plus, later on, we'll be taking some questions from listeners. And I will be sharing my fitness tips of the month. Which I am optimistic will be very informative. So shall we begin? Let's do it. Do you know what has been missing so far from the podcast, Julian? Some funny jokes from you? Clearly not the case. Right, listeners? No, what has been missing has been the input of women. That's right, because for too long, it's been the two of us and a lot of guys talking about fitness. Or diet. Or exercise. And stuff. So this month, we are going to change that by opening up the podcast to women. And so we welcome this month Ngozi Allen, a 27-year-old who lives in Spain and the UK, who not only works out in the gym and has something to say about that, she has something uh, quite interesting to say about that, actually, but who also, and you're going to like this bit, Julian, she loves to run. Wow, I like Ngozi already. So shall we find out about how Ngozi trains and why? Let's do it. Haven't you already said that this episode? Play the music. Oh, Julian. Hi, my name's Ngozi. I work with children, and yesterday I went for a 10k obstacle course in London. Fitness has always been important to me. I have always been very active 
even if it's been walking with my friends, my family, like we've always been on hikes and, um, but now I've started going to the gym. I'm not really overweight person, but I do like going to the classes and yeah, having something led, that's what I'm more interested in. For the 10K obstacle course, I continued to go to the classes as usual, but I tried to pick up the weights a little bit more. So I wanted myself to be stronger so I could do the monkey bars and nets and other obstacles, which required a bit more upper body strength. And I also started running more often, normally outside because I didn't like the treadmill very much. I found it too boring. So I found different routes that I could take that were more interesting. Um, at the moment, uh, I can run the 10K, probably, I could probably do a bit more, but I haven't actually got to that point. Um, I just wanted to make sure I could do the 10K in like a good time and it takes me about an hour. To be honest, when I was younger, I used to hate running, like with a vengeance, I hated it. And slowly I got more into it and it felt like a bit more of a release. I started to go faster, I could feel like I was getting healthier and then I liked it even more. So I guess, I don't know, something just changed in me that just felt nicer to run and it was more of a release to just be exhausted at the end of it. At the moment, I don't have any specific goals, but I just like to be in good shape. I like to be able to do exercise and not get tired or push myself. It's just more maintaining and yeah, that's what I'd say, not a specific goal. My goal was the race and I've completed that. So maybe I need another one to keep myself going and keep the motivation at the end of the line. I'm not sure if I'd do a marathon. Maybe that'll be too far. Um, also, my knees start hurting. So I think a 10K is a good enough objective without destroying, like, yeah, listening to my body and seeing how much I can do. Definitely, I wouldn't say I'm tired. Uh, I went with three other friends and they were not as ready for the competition as I was so I was waiting around for them a lot so I probably could have pushed myself more and I didn't so I think I'm more tired when I was actually doing the training and just solidly running the 10k than with the obstacles in between. Um, I haven't changed my diet I've been a vegetarian all my life and I've just been managing um, maybe upping the protein a little bit to get more muscle while I was doing more intense workouts and training in the last couple of months but it's pretty much been the same things that I eat normally. No protein shakes or any supplements, so the same. Um, well, my family's always been very fit and always doing stuff. My dad is a very keen cyclist and I've always been cycling. My mum loves to walk and we used to go on hiking trails around Devon and every other weekend we would go different parts of the UK doing hikes. So from a young age, I've just been active. I like being outdoors, so that just motivates me as well. I remember my dad saying that my sister and I would go stir crazy, so we had to be outdoors. And I guess that's what started it all. I have turned to social media to, to look at some workouts. I've also downloaded some apps sometimes. Um, I used an app to help me. It was a work your way to 5K app. And it helped you saying like maybe every week you'd have to do an extra kilometer or an extra 500 meters and it slowly helped you build up to the 5k but after that I just continued on my own um, and I do yeah see some Instagram workouts copy some elastic bands for training and yeah so I've added some inspiration yeah definitely
I do use the fitness tracker. I sometimes, some days I don't look at it at all and I just use it as a watch. But there are days that I do like to log to see how much exercise I've done. If I do do a proper workout, just to see what my heartbeat was or I don't know how fast I was going at the time of the run. If you're starting out as your first type of exercise, I would encourage you to get a friend or meet someone in some sort of group because going with someone else will definitely motivate you or you motivate each other to keep going. And then once you get consistent, then you can start going on your own. But at least for the beginning, I would recommend having someone that you can chat to and yeah, you can see their progress and you can push yourself or uh, motivate the other person to keep up with you. I wouldn't say I would know a lot about recovery time. I mean, I guide myself on what people say on social media, what I've read. Um, so maybe training different parts of the body a few times times a week and giving yourself a day's rest every three days. But I just, I don't know, I just feel how I feel. And then if I think I'm good enough to go for another day, I'll carry on doing the workout. I sometimes I do a three week workout and some weeks I can do seven days. It just yeah, depends on my mood. <laughs> As a woman, I believe there still are some stigmas about getting too big if you carry weights or if you lift and I don't know. I think it's very good for women. It's like working out and doing exercise is very important. Like you have to be strong and be able to get on in your, your working life. And if you're in a better shape, it's even better. Um, when I first started to go to the gym, I remember being gym intimidated, as they call it, in the weights area. So that's why I started going to the classes in a way, but I slowly built up for like a relationship with the chit trainers at the gym and all the people. And I felt more confident to go into the weights area and do some weights occasionally when I did feel in the mood. I think doing exercises is very liberating. Um, I especially feel it when I'm running, when I can feel myself that I can go an extra kilometre or I'm not tired at the end, so I know that I can keep going. That feels very liberating to know that, well, I'm actually progressing. This is like, this is what I've been training for. And yeah, it's quite motivating and liberating. I believe my training routine has varied a lot in the last couple of years. I've become more confident going to the gym so I think I would continue to go and it feels really good going. I would hope to carry on having the time or making the time to work out so I, would, I hope so. I hope in the future I will continue to go to the gym, work out, lead a healthy lifestyle and not let work or other stuff get in the way. What I would say to women is to maybe find a women-friendly gym, which exists as well, or, I don't know, just be brave, get into a class, something that is in a group that people are not just staring at you, or you don't feel like people are just staring at you, and just give it a go. It's really fun, so I would recommend it. So that's then go see uh, Alan there telling us about what motivates her to go to the gym, what she does, and about her love of running. So let me ask you, Gillian, a couple of questions, which is about women in the gym. Okay, so 
First of all, now you're a personal trainer, obviously. Do women work out differently to men as a general rule? Yes, I guess so. It's it's not about the gender. It's uh, it's more about your experience towards your about your physical activity during your life. Uh, woman or man, if you never been. Uh, training before in your life through sport activity for example and uh, during your early age uh, when it comes to the gym it will kind of um, uh, determine uh, it will will drive your workout if you have no experience you're gonna go probably following classes you know man or woman the true thing is if you're if you're if you're a woman I will say there is some part of your body like chest it's hard to work out, you know, properly. So the question is more like, um, but yeah, for my personal observation, I won't, I won't say women necessarily work differently to men. It all depends from our, from the experience toward the gym. So yeah, the answer is no. I don't think there is a difference between women and men when they come to train. So I suppose the next question is, should there be, or or can you say? that uh, you know the gym is a completely gender neutral place and women and men have the same bodies so should they train differently yeah i don't think we, we got the same bodies obviously uh, one of the main difference between a man and a woman maybe come from the chest uh, so to explain it's just like a woman will have probably um, it will be harder for her to build up uh, her chest just like physically morphology speaking but except that i mean and of course if a woman get pregnant uh, which a, a woman can do, obviously, so it will change at that moment. Uh, it is in this precise case your your workout, but I don't think so. I think you know uh, some uh, women like running more than uh, men, men and uh, ex, uh, vice versa. So there is no really yeah. They should train like like a man, and men should train like woman. I mean, there is no. I never thought. I never thought training through the gender, really. And are there uh, some exercises that, in your experience, women are actually better at? Because obviously there are some things women are better at than men. Uh, So are there certain exercises that women can do more easily than guys can? Well, it's it's hard to go to that kind of uh, topic because not really, I mean, women generally... Um, I would say maybe like exercise that engage uh, the full body when maybe men sometimes would be more specific, you know, like working for an hour session their chest. I don't think women will spend an hour working their chest or, or their arms. Um, and I think that's good on on, uh, on her because, you know, it's uh, our boring to work your chest for one hour. So, yeah, maybe women like all around holistic exercise. Not, uh, not because it's, I don't think it, we will say it's easier. It's just like that's what they want, you know. And, uh, and I get inspired often by, um, by women too on the gym floor too, so. Now, Ngozi uh, was speaking there about her preparation for the run 
she was doing. Now, you like to run, I believe, Julian. I think you might have mentioned that in the past one or two times. And um, what I wanted to know was, what do you think is the best way for someone like Ngozi starting out and preparing to do a significant uh, challenge like a run? What's the best way to prepare for like that kind of running challenge or a mini marathon or something? Are there any gut, like golden rules or good ways to train? Well, uh, yeah, I have to say I've um, my uh, expertise uh, will stay on the gym floor more than on uh, on the marathon. Uh, aspect of our training. I mean, I heard like uh, I'm pretty sure when you do a marathon, a mini marathon, uh, from um, a running point of view, you have to break down the race. So, for example, for the marathon, you want to break down the distance. So you you, you want to do small distance. I personally, for example, run every day. Uh, I could run every day 5k. You know, that would be a good idea. And then once a week 10k. Uh, but you don't run a marathon say you know like uh, in one go you maybe do it one or twice before the actual uh, d-day um, when you come to training now with the weight it's uh, well obviously you don't want to overbuild your shoulders or anything that could be a burden for you to carry because obviously you don't want to get heavier and bigger when you go running so that's one thing and the other thing is you need to work out a minimum your um, your whole body, your, your posture, because marathon can be very traumatic for, for your body. Your legs are important, so uh, lightweights, long reps to weight resistance, and do not neglect any every muscle, so your abductor, your glutes, your quadriceps, your calf, and uh, yeah. It's a, it's a kind of very demanding workout, so it, it, it takes time to get ready for a marathon. Yeah, that would be like my idea of hell, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, I just don't understand the motivation of these people who go in for these uh, challenges which are based on running. It's just like torture for me, as I think we have talked about before. But um, just to get back to the topic of gender, let me ask you, do you think the modern gym is a welcoming and a friendly place for women if they uh, want to start on a fitness lifestyle? Well, um, I can get quite passionate about this kind of question. I don't think it's a, I don't think gym nowadays are unigender. I think it's, you can feel some of the gym are quite mainly. Um, how you recognize that? By basically the, the free weight, you know, if you put free weight everywhere, that's, you're supposed to, that's undermine that you, you think people know what they're doing. If you don't know what you're doing, you don't want to go to the free weight. Machine are not necessarily for weak people. I use 40% of my time machine because they do create your posture and all you have to do is to push. When the free weight, you have to think about other things too. And um, I don't think a gym place is, I will say even further, I think it's not necessarily a friendly place for women and it's not necessarily a friendly place at all. It's, uh, and that's a modern gym should think about being more welcoming to people in general because, because it's a noble thing to do to help people to get elsewhere. It's, uh, and uh, that's why we should be more like in a pedagogic, methodic uh, place, you know, and not like uh, to empathize, you know, difference between people, between fat and non-fat people. And, uh, 
So it could be better. Modern gym could be more friendly, but it's getting there. There is improvement, you know. Yeah, I think that's true. I think if you go to uh, you know any reasonably well-equipped and modern gym today, you still have to deal with the politics of the gym floor and you know the dynamic of men predominantly men i mean obviously it's not all men uh, in the vast majority of gyms but mainly men working out for very specific aims to them within a particular culture and you have to kind of you know find a way to actually navigate that regardless of what your gender is really if you're new to the gym floor and to find your place in the gym so it works for you i think if you can do that then you know you're up and running but a lot of people do find it intimidating they don't want to look stupid or they don't want to do the wrong thing or they find it all too macho and i think if you want to you know get ahead you have to kind of like get over those hurdles really and to find a way to establish yourself and make your own space otherwise you can't really get the best out of it i would say that's a good statement alan yeah it's um it's a lot of things to do to be still done when you come to gym and to make it welcome to everyone because a gym for me is like a school it should be for everyone so Yeah, that's certainly true. Okay, and finally, I just want to ask you, how long have you uh, been a fitness, uh, a personal trainer uh, now, uh, Julian Berthret? I've been a trainer for 11 years now. Okay, and over those 11 years, do you think the culture has changed in recognizable ways uh, with regard to the culture and where the role of women is concerned? Has there been any kind of like great changes over what, just over a decade? Well, it's... Um Let's try to be, to give a positive answer. Yeah, they, it changed, but, you know, to my, to my taste, not fast enough, but, you know, you have to admit it's things change in society uh, step by step, you know. Yeah, there is more women uh, going to the gym. There is more people all over the world understand the benefit of training. They understand, like, it's about living a longer life, but more importantly, in a better shape, okay? because that's uh, a concern, you know. And uh, and besides, if you see that the NHS issue, you know, we, we know that NHS has uh, got debt, feeling like that. Personally, I will do my best, if it's possible, to do it on my side, to not be sick, to not be, you know, you. that's also important. And, uh, and I want to enjoy my life. Uh, I, uh, I'm excited by tomorrow, if it makes sense. I'm not scared of tomorrow. And, uh, and training myself helped me to pull myself together, you know. And, uh, and I'm not talking about working, I'm talking about myself, you know, as an individual. So, and women are obviously part of this whole change. Again, it will be, we can do better to make uh, gym uh, a better place. So, but I'm confident it's going to happen. So. It's happening. So. Indeed. Indeed. So that is, or rather was, our first interview with a woman uh, on this here podcast about working out and the gym environment. So it won't be the last. And by the way, guys, whatever your gender, if you would like to appear on the show, drop us a line. Today's show is brought to you by Jubilee Hall Gym, Covent Garden. Need an effective workout using state-of-the-art equipment in the heart of London's West End? Then visit Jubilee Hall Gym on the corner of Covent Garden 
where you can also check out the gym sauna, as well as a whole host of great fitness classes. Join online for £53 a month, and there is no need for a minimum term contract when joining. Or you can use the gym on a day pass basis. Find out more at jubileehallgym.co.uk or telephone 020-7836-4007 to work out at Jubilee Hall Gym, Covent Garden. I just don't know who that guy is. Whatever his gender. The voice is that their sponsor message. Whatever the sponsor corporate gender. Can we stop that now? Uh, sorry. But he sounds pretty smooth to me. And to you only. But now, here's something not quite so smooth. Actually smoother? With this month's... Julian's Fitness Tip of the Month. So, Julian, putting aside all of uh, the gender-specific uh, questions and topics this month, or not, as the case may be, what is uh, your fitness tip of the month this month? Julian Bethra. Have you ever looked at the kettle weights and wonder what it is for? What on earth is a kettle weight, Julian? It's a rounded metal weight with an hand grip, basically. And um, yeah, it's kind of give you some option, you know, because if you go to train with dumbbells or barbell, it kind of um, limits the range of motion, I guess. But here is, um, let's talk about an exercise we can do using a kettle weight. I call it uh, lunges. Okay, so you start on the floor, you on your knee, boss on your knee, and then you stand up, keeping the, the kettle weight above your head straight away, and you stand up on one leg, and then you get down on your knee again, boss, in keeping the kettle weight above your head, and you do it again. You can do eight reps on one leg, in getting up on one leg, and then you choose the other one. It's interesting because your brain is trying, there's a minimum of choreography and gestural here, and your brain is working out slightly differently. So training smarter is also training differently. And that's the point of this exercise, lunges with kettle weights above your head, and you maintain the position like that. So have you ever tried a kettle weight, Alan? Uh, never, ever, if I'm honest. Uh, sometimes I see the guys gripping them and dropping into a semi-squat position and then lifting them up, and I think I should give that a go. But uh, no, I've just never got around to it, I suppose. Yeah, it's interesting. It's just like, uh, it's just do something different during the workout. We are not here to build necessarily a part of your body. It's a bit all around. It's core, it's holistic, it's coordination. And again, it's like when you run, you know, after running, you feel a bit smarter, your brain is fully aware, physically you're fully aware. And I think this kind of exercise for me are keeping you smart, you know, you think. It's not like just lifting something like, you know, when you do a leg extension, you sit and lift your legs, which is interesting, useful, but not, it's just different when you use a kettle weight, you know. And it's about, you know, being fitter, it also means being smarter. So it's a good exercise to achieve that goal. Yes, it is. And so, listeners, that was Julian's Fitness Tip of the Month. Now, we get asked a lot of questions on the podcast 
Like who writes Alan's so-called jokes? Or how many croissants Julian eats every day? Or what that annoying explosive sound in the background is when we record the podcast in the gym? Right here at Jubilee Hall, Common Garden, sponsor fans. And actually, we can tell you what that explosive uh, and slightly annoying sound is, can't we, Julian? Yeah. In fact, uh, we, the gym, bought uh, recently a massive wheel like uh, weights 100 kilo and the idea is to throw the wheel on the floor and basically get the wheel up again and again and again so yeah it's a bit like Jurassic Park when the Tyrannosaur uh, come in so that's that's the sound behind yes it's uh, not annoying at all and anyway each month in this frenzy of question taking we select two queries from the good old mailbag not the wheelbag and we answer those questions do you not question answering French guy I do so let's get to it and first up we have hold on I've got too many pieces of paper on my lap here hold on uh, first up we have a question that has found its way through our website from uh, somebody called Michael in Bermondsey which is in London who asked the following uh, hi there hi Michael my name is Michael uh, I'm 26 and I'm relatively fit I play football go to the gym when I can and I'm relatively fit oh he said that twice uh, my problem is I don't get enough sleep because of my work and I worry that it, it is bad for me work is bad for you but necessary so how much sleep do you get a night that's Michael asking that question by the way Julian not me and how much sleep is enough I get uh, of course we all you know we all try to deal with our lifestyle with our work you know when you have to work you work so the sleep come after but I would say I'm lucky I got like uh, I would say seven hours sleep per, per night um, average which is uh, what we need apparently obviously if you come to six or five hours you are in trouble a little bit um, it's find a way to get this hour sleep because they are crucial for your metabolism uh, your brain needs to recover okay for physical and mental in uh, activity as well so do not uh, bargain with your with your sleep and um, so yeah how much sleep is enough yeah seven hours you should be all right and uh, yeah it's uh, that's uh, it's quite clear but yeah clear simple obviously it's complicated when you go back home just Deep. when you go back home like around 8pm I guess something like that just be quick cook eat allow yourself an hour to cool down you know and then yeah really go to sleep because it's uh, it's important 7 hours Alan what about you? Uh, how much sleep do I get? it sort of depends really I'm a very 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 light sleeper uh I try to get about six to eight hours, I suppose. Uh, generally, I do, but I wake up a lot, and sometimes I get back, get by on about four hours sleep, actually, and it, it's fine for me. When you live in a big city like London, uh, we have to consider 
that the commuting is important, but Bermondsey is quite, uh, it's next to where I live in Canada Water actually, and it's quite close to the center. It depends where Michael works, uh, we don't know, but it's, uh, yeah, if, I mean, obviously if you, if you take QNR to go back home or to go to work every day, it's two hours commuting a day. It's, uh, I mean, we don't want to do that, you know, so, but uh, yeah, seven hours a night is uh, correct. So there you go, Michael. I hope that's uh, useful uh, for you. And even though, uh, according to Julian there, uh, you're sort of like neighbors, uh, try not to stalk him if you see him moving about because that would be like uh, just a bit too weird. Anyway. And next up, we have a question from DD. Uh, whatever DD's gender actually is. Through our Facebook page who ask, how long do I need to train for before I get fitter and look hotter? I love it. Of course. Um, he's 32, about a stone and a half overweight, 5 foot 10, and I've just joined my local pure gym. Other gyms are available. The gym is like torture to me, but I want to look good, he say. Don't we all, Julian? Don't we all? Well, Didi, that's the first things to start with is to to have more uh, a positive approach of the gym because you mentioned like training is like a torture to me so you need to change that mantra there's mentality about it training is actually good but obviously it's uh, it's something you have to do one step at a time okay i would recommend you to start going through classes especially classes for beginner and to get the first taste of what it is to exercise in let's say for 40 45 minutes through a class it's um that's what is important uh, i will go that's important and this take a little time you know to find out what you want what you like the most some people like classes and of course which type of classes do you like yoga do you like pilates do you like uh, uh, high intensity class you only you through your own experience you will find out but that's the first step how long do you, you need to train i will say in terms of structure at first trying to stick to it because one of the important things is to be consistent to create a new routine try to be a regular gym goer for twice a week you know every week don't skip one and then after you try to reach three or four times a week ultimately and again roughly you want to do weight and cardio and always mix these two kind of uh, uh, parameters when it comes to fitness so um, but if you do that it's there's no reason that you can't achieve your goal okay you need to be optimistic enthusiastic about it because if you're not enthusiastic ultimately for my honest part you won't stick to it so that's very important to have a very good positive approach of uh, of the, the gym workout and you can use not only trainer but friends also who are already into it and to give you the first step you know so that's why a class with all the social aspect around it could be uh, useful for you to start with do you have clients who come to you and uh, when they when you have the conversation about oh what do you want to achieve sort of thing and they say oh yeah i want to you know be attractive i want to be hotter uh, through the training yeah that's and i uh, sorry that's true i did not come back to your 
answer to that aspect of the question. Uh, uh, no, that's true. And you know, it's utter. It's uh, let's be honest. It's it's also part of the process. You know, we we talk about gym, we talk about being fitness, healthy. It's also a way to build up uh, a good self-esteem, and of course, to look good about yourself, to look utter, as you say, Didi. It's important. It, it does help. You know, to, you have to take it like. Um, a little journey. You can't just like realistically go to the gym and three weeks later look at yourself in the mirror and and say like, uh, oh, nothing changed. You know, you have to. I think it's bigger than just the workout itself. It's a lifestyle. It's uh, an honest face to face to yourself about how you look, what you want to achieve, and trainers, friends uh, are here to help you to. To, to turn it around for you. So, what about you, Alan? Do you do you train to uh, to look hotter? Uh, I'm not sure I could possibly look any hotter than I do, to be honest with you, Julian. I think I would break the laws of physics. Uh, but what I would say is, uh, I think I started out to get fitter, uh, and then that became uh, something I was more interested in because I wanted to have a fitter lifestyle in the long term. So it became you know, I enjoy this and I want this to continue for as long as possible because it will be good for me uh, as the years roll by. Uh, so it became basically a part of my more kind of like broader worldview. Uh, but mine was more about uh, I wanted to improve my physique, not so much to be hotter, but I wanted to change my kind of body shape because I was getting a little bit kind of like soft around the belly. Don't look at my belly. Okay, don't do that. I was getting a bit softer around the belly. I wanted to get all that sorted out. Uh, and then I wanted to fine tune my uh, kind of frame, really. Uh, get bigger shoulders and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I suppose, so. I suppose that's getting hotter, isn't it? That's correct. It's, uh, it's a good philosophy, Alan. And, uh, and I do share this philosophy for myself as well. Because we are on the same boat. Uh, the trainer and the client, you know, we all edge at some point and we want to keep to keep it up you know it's uh it's what it is about to go the distance exactly so uh keep it up uh dd and uh, in a manner of speaking and that is a uh, another listener questions julian coming to the end and i don't know about you but i feel both ready for a good night's sleep and like i couldn't look any harder if i tried Clearly, Alan is suffering from some kind of eye condition. And if you want to contact us, lovely listeners, you can do so through our website, our Facebook, our Twitter, and indeed, our wonderful Instagram. So get in touch. So that's it, Julian. Another episode of the podcast draws to a close. Yes, it's sad, but it's been fun. And hearing from Ngozi was great. It genuinely was. And so we just want to say thanks, Ngozi, for taking part in the show. And in a kind of collegiate way, we love you. So au revoir from Jubilee Old Gym, Covent Garden. And you can check out the podcast on our website. TwoGuysOnFitness.com And you can also find out about it on his website. JulienBertura.com And you can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, Podomatic, Stitcher and Pocket Casts as you are right now, obviously, in one way or another. And you can also follow our social media. On Instagram, uh, as I think I said earlier, Twitter and Facebook. Though whatever you do, remember to... Enjoy your workout. Whatever your gender.